0: Welcome to Nerd With The Phone Podcast, where it is always time to get nerdified. How you doing today? On this edition of Nerd With The Phone Podcast, it's news to me, Friday Returns. And what are we talking about? Well, it's one of my longest nerddoms, alright? The Loch Ness Monster. Has the mystery finally been solved about the Loch Ness Monster? Some scientists seem to think so. I want to go a little in-depth into this next here on Nerd With The Phone Podcast. Won't you please stay Welcome back to Nerd with a Phone Podcast. And uh I have some quick showbiz to get to here at the very start. There is some kind of issue with my microphone. I am aware of the issue with my microphone. I apologize for the issue with my microphone. It is stifling and muffling my voice, and uh, it's not perfect and crystal clear, and I apologize, but I think I can still be heard well enough to go ahead and do this episode. I have to do it, man. I gotta talk about it. It's the Loch Ness Monster. I have to make this episode. And so, what, what's going on with the Loch Ness Monster and everything like that? Well, first, a little bit of background on myself. Basically, uh, when I was a kid, as many people as the British Prime Minister actually said himself. Um, when I was a 12-year-old boy, I absolutely believed in the Loch Ness Monster um Nessie Nessie is real. All right. Um so as the Washington, though as the Washington Post reports, um there maybe that's not a fair statement that Nessie is real, but the possibility of Nessie being real just got that much closer and that much more. All right. Because several scientists uh, have studied 250 examples of water uh, and came up with over 500 strands of DNA and basically the most dominant uh, form of DNA in the water of Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands is eel and as soon as the scientists came back with that As soon as they came back with that conclusion, and I saw the reports that that was what they had found, um, I remembered some conversations that I had had with my mother's father, back when I was in fact a 12 year old boy, and he had told me that most likely, the most likely, he was real, and she would be a giant river eel. So as soon as I had seen the Washington Post report and read that, I was like, yeah, one more piece of confirmation to my brain that my grandfather was one of the smartest people to ever walk the face of this planet. But I'm sure a lot of us felt that way about our grandfathers, right? Alright, and you might be saying to yourself, okay, why is he bringing this up? Well. Alright, this is for a deeper discussion into Nessie and how my um, my enthusiasm and love and spark for the mystery that is the Loch Ness Monster um, came to be. But before I tell that story, um, just to clarify things and list some sources here, my source for this information for its News to Me Friday came from the Washington Post report available at the thewashingtonpost.com and it's from the September 6th edition September 6th 2019 edition of the Washington Post online and that would be of course the information pertaining to um, how much of um, how many DNA strands they found and how, how, how much water they measured you know that information was gleaned from the Washington Post. But I'm, you know, the reason I'm telling the story about my grandfather and everything like that is I'm trying to find a politically correct way to um, to go ahead and explain my distaste for the situation that went on with the scientific thing. Because the uh, the lead scientist on this had stated that the only reason that he was doing the research and everything like that was to put a bigger, um, you know, put a spotlight on science so that he would have the opportunity to go ahead and talk about science, which, I mean, that's a commendable uh, thing to do, but that also, I mean, you know, he knew this would be a media blitz, and uh, it would uh, generate you know, high dollars Uh, because, I mean, everybody and their brother, including me, is now making some form of content available online or otherwise about Nessie and uh, this dude's uh, research project. And, uh, you know, that put my uh, BS meter on red alert. Red alert! Because, you know... (laughs) Oh no, it's about money. It has to be fake. You know what I'm saying? They didn't try to find anything. The truth has to be being filtered through the money scheme and blah, 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 this and the other. But uh, nah, I mean, if you step back and look at it with at least an analytical mind, if not scientific, you know, um, finding nothing at all, you know, finding nothing at all, would be what you would expect, I think, out of uh, the Loch Ness situation there other than indigenous fish. You know, I'm I'm not familiar with the native fish of Loch Ness but, um, you know, I would imagine as a scientist you would expect to find fish DNA, a lot more fish DNA, but uh, the predominant DNA that they found is for ills and there are species of ills called giant ills so you know uh, there is some argument to be made that Ill, uh, that giant ills don't get that giant but uh, maybe they do if you have more than two miles in which of depth in which to hide scientists don't know you you know we can't get any kind of research thing down there low enough to find out until recently you know, and there's only been one study done at that depth, and I think it was in the ocean, and not in Ness. Not, not in like Ness. So, <laughs> who knows? That's why the, the scientist report states that we can't rule out the possibility that the what everybody's been seeing all this time is just giant eels, you know. And I mean, to back up the scientist a little further on that, um, You know, refraction, reflection, and um, the way water uh, bends light can kind of work like a hologram under the right circumstances. I forget what that process is called, but uh, that that should be a fairly simple Google Google search to uh, see what I'm talking about. But it's the same principle that makes a hologram work. And uh, it can sometimes happen with water. The most famous example uh, that everybody knows is the rainbow, you know? So, um, you know, 30 foot across, giant eel, spotted from a mile and a half away on a water surface that reflects light in poorly lit conditions. Can a a rainbow happen in that condition? That's, an, that's a question that needs to be answered before you um, totally dismiss uh, the idea that Nessie isn't, or is a uh, giant eel. If you know the answer to that question, then uh, you know more than I do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this research project completely reminding me of my grandpa on my mom's side and that is why that is news to me all right i'm gonna have another it's news to me section coming up soon on a different subject i hope i hope y'all are having a good time tonight please stick around more fun to come It's news to me Friday here on Nerve of the Foam Podcast. And uh, this is going to be some several quickfire little fun did-you-know facts. All right. Did you know in 1976 that the pharaoh, King Ramses II of Egypt, was uh, he received a passport? In 1976, King Ramses II received a passport. Court. <laughs> and uh, the following information comes from Ripley's Believe It or Not. and uh, their report states that basically, uh, due to his condition and everything, see, um, over time his sarcophagus, the the thing in which all pharaohs are stored, uh, it was lost to time. Nobody knew what had happened to it, so he was just kept in a mummified state and. Um, you know, less than ideal conditions for preserving a mummy, and uh, some work needed to be done in order to ensure that he couldn't uh, deteriorate any faster than he already was. But when the people in charge uh, found who could help them, um, it they turned out to be in France. The people that could help them preserve the body were in France. And um, for whatever reason, maybe Egypt didn't have the equipment or what have you, so the work needed to be done in France. So (laughs) the government of Egypt uh, issued Ramses II a passport. His occupation was listed as King Deceased we goes on to state that um, this was done because in the past, uh, when important cultural things from Egypt had left Egypt, um, European nations and other countries around the world weren't always uh, polite, and they didn't give them stuff back. So Ramses II was issued a passport just so um, it was really clear where he had came from. Nerd with the Phone Podcast. Uh, our next item comes from NPR, reported on August 29th, 2019 and shared from Associated Press. And this story was shared from the Associated Press. Okay. A second county, um, a second governmental body in the state of Nevada is warning people that intend to go to next month next month's uh, Storm Area 51 event, Uh, prepare um, if you're coming, because there will be uh, no food, water, electricity, internet, cell phone use, or anything else. Uh, These are the things that the AP report stated, and uh, I'm summarizing here, obviously. The report goes on to explain the reasons why that would be and it's just due to the expected volume of people. Um, If as many people who want the storm Area 51 on social media actually show up um, there will be no gas, uh, no food, water, or anything else because it will all be sold out and uh, this is from a neighboring county to where Area 51 is. Again you can read the report for yourself at um, NPR.com. Uh, second Nevada County warns uh, of chaos. Basically, found that funny. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I, I sincerely doubt that millions of people are actually going to show up to Area 51. I think this has been an enormous troll. Like, I think this is millions of people going. Yeah, we absolutely should storm Area 51. Are we going to do it? Nah, because nobody, nobody in their right mind is going to do it. That's that's just my early opinion. Moving forward. So, yeah, you know, if you're going to Area 51, <laughs> maybe take an RV and, um you know, bring your own toiletries and food supply, because there's not going to be uh, anything there for you, according to, you know, according to Nevada officials. And so, yeah, we're moving on. Um, Basically, uh, cue the walt 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 music. So, yesterday or today, depending upon when you listen to this podcast, and when I finally get it uploaded, uh, <laughs> uh, India has uh, attempted a unmanned mission to the moon, which was so close to success that you could taste it, um, but it didn't work. Um, it, uh, they lost communication with uh, the landing vehicle. On the moon on the moon's South Pole uh, when it was only 1.3 miles away from touchdown and in the uh, quick unpacking that's been done for this news cycle at least um, any if India reports back that um, the failure happened during an automated process uh, during a 15-minute window in which ground control had no control, that all the onboard computers had to do the work and do everything perfectly in the right order. And um, to find out exactly what went wrong is going to take time, they have to wait uh, for the orbiter, which is which is still in operation, uh, to receive, hopefully receive, transmissions from the craft, the landing craft, to let them know precisely what went wrong? I mean, seriously though. (laughs) India has the world's largest population, and they are pretty well, uh, of the developed nations, the only country left to have not put something on the moon. You know, we're over here, landing um, all kinds of equipment on Mars and stuff, Uh, robotically, and, you know, probably just a a simple uh, glitch uh, that caused something to go off in the wrong order um, has foiled their attempt to land on the moon, Um, but, you know, it's just a fell-blog moment, and, yep, that's why it's news to me. So, as the music told you, I've got another bit of its music right in here that's video game related. But this is just going to be a short little segment. Two minutes and thereabouts. If you want a full video game kind of thing going on, you should go check out the most recent episode other than this one, which is Zombie Telltale Games. I'm pretty proud of that. I've only got a couple of listens right now. Alright, that's fine, but please go check that out, Work super hard on that. Anywho, the report that I am making right now, I uh, want to talk about Swagbucks Live. Now I do not have any sponsorship from them or anything like that, I have yet to check it out completely, but um, if you're not familiar with Swagbucks.com, it's a point-based situation over there, surveys, or opinion polls, and um, you get one point, which equates to $1, and then you get so many points, and then you can cash them in for real cash, or prizes from their website, or whatever. But, uh, Slackbox Live is a trivia show, um, uh, hosted every Monday through Thursday, it goes live at 6 p.m. If you have time to participate, I recommend you do it. Um, and I mean, it's just a quiz show. And as one of the Google reviews says, when you win, it kind of feels like you're a champion on Jeopardy. Like I said earlier, too, I uh, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, uh, mainly because in earlier versions of the app, uh, it would crash. On my phone before I even could get it to load, but they recently updated and patched it. Uh, this is, uh, that basically stops things like that from happening. So I can't wait until Monday at 6 o'clock when I can go ahead and give this a whirl, man. So there will be a follow up on uh, what I think about Swagbucks live on the next episode of our podcast. And yeah. It's that time already. We've already ran out of time. I'd like to keep Nerd With A Phone Podcast short. Um, So I just wanted to state real quick again what Nerd With A Phone Podcast is. Uh, At Nerd With A Phone Podcast, we say get notified. and what does it mean to get happy. So it's just things that make my existence happier. Simple as that. Um, I also wanted to go ahead real quick and remind everybody that may be interested. The Nerd for the Phone podcast store is up on Bonfire. Nerd for the Phone one on You Just go over to bonfire.com and type in Nerd for the Phone and you will find my stores. the things I have available, including my most recent project, a premium tote. Not Another Sports Report, which I'll be working on next week, next month episode in the next week. I've uh, got a few contenders for what uh, the next episode of Not Another Sports Report will be. I haven't quite decided yet. That's part of the fun of the process for me. I apologize, but as soon as I know, you will know. If you follow Nerd With A Palm One on Twitter, alright? Anyway, what did we learn today? Even pharaohs need a passport. We also learned if you're a programmer, you should probably check your mouth more than twice. And I think more than anything else, we learned that phone microphones are fickle little bitches. Anyhow, I'm Charles Haig, and nerd with a phone, your host, on behalf of myself and Dreadful Rock 574, and you the listener to anybody new thank you thank you for sharing and liking and subscribing to the phone podcast we'll see you next time here are on the phone podcast